hot still. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hello and listen, I'm here on a mission to educate, empower, engage, and entertain on the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more. So chill, if you will, as I spill a thrill. We're cool with hot news pulled together just for you. I'm Tanisha Baker, and you're listening to the 212th edition of Talking With T as we continue to celebrate our four-year anniversary. It's June 17th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, rapper Kendrick Lamar, tennis great Venus Williams, and pop singer Barry Manilow. It is also the birthday of the late James Weldon Johnson, who co-wrote the Black National Anthem. In a couple of days on June 19th, we will celebrate Juneteenth, or Freedom Day. It is the oldest known celebration commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. On June 19, 1865, came the announcement of the abolition of slavery in the U.S. state of Texas, and more generally, the emancipation of enslaved African Americans throughout the former Confederate States of America. The theme this month aligns with African American Music Appreciation Month, the theme is Message in the Music, in which we highlight facts, trivia, talk topics, and more as we celebrate the contributions of black musicians. Today, I would like to highlight Luther Vandross because he was a voice that I adored and I miss. Luther was born on April 20th, 1951, and departed on July 1st, 2005, after a heart attack. It's hard to believe it's been almost 14 years. Luther was referred to as the Velvet Voice. His voice was distinct and his songs touched our hearts. You may not know this, but he was really first introduced to us in 1969 on Sesame Street. He went on to be nominated for 31 Grammy Awards and won eight times. He also won eight American Music Awards. He dominated as a black male vocalist, and I have yet to hear a voice match that of the musical master Luther Vandross. Yesterday, we celebrated Father's Day. We honored those men that have had a role in raising our children. So blessings to all the present fathers and male role models. I salute the fathers of the world and hope you had a marvelous day. As I previously shared, this month is Men's Health Month. Men, I need you to listen closely. The community needs you, and in order to be at your best, you need to be intentional about being healthy. Sadly, many men, even with adequate health care, don't visit their physicians enough. Black men are three times less likely to have routine medical checkups than black women. Black men have the worst health among any other racial group in America. And as if black men didn't have enough barriers, they live an average of seven years less than other racial groups. 40% of black men die prematurely from cardiovascular disease as compared to 22% of Caucasian men. Death most often occurs due to what is known as the deadly quartet, violence, AIDS, smoking, and prostate cancer. If you missed the special edition of Talking With T featuring an interview with Mr. Stan Johnson, be sure to visit www.talkingwitht.com for ways you can catch up on this intriguing conversation. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T.
Let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Ebony Magazine reported that the valedictorian speech delivered at the graduation ceremony of Dallas Emmett J. Conrad High School by Ruha Hagar, an Iranian immigrant, was cut short as she began to list names of young black men who lost their lives as victims of injustice. The valedictorian said officials at the school cut off her microphone after she spoke out on behalf of the young people whose deaths were allegedly due to racism. She said she never expected to be silenced and not be able to continue her speech. An 18-year-old man who was targeting members of the LGBT community was charged with first-degree murder in the killings of three people in a Detroit home. Officials said Devon Robinson shot the victims, two of whom were gay and one who was a transgender woman. It is alleged these victims were targeted and killed because they were part of the LGBTQ community. Two others were shot as well, but survived. Authorities in Arkansas arrested Rebecca Lynn O'Donnell, age 48, on Friday in connection to the murder of former state senator Linda Collins Smith, who was found dead at her home last week. A former Miami high school assistant principal was taken into custody Friday in the murder of a school staffer who was his childhood friend. Ernest Roberts, a former assistant principal at Miami Norland Senior High School, is charged with the murder of Camila Russell, who worked as a teacher and test proctor. Roberts and Russell knew each other since childhood, and Roberts was godfather to Russell's two children. Russell's relatives considered Roberts part of the family, and this is just really bizarre, and we're going to need more details. A shooting at a Costco wholesale store in California has left one person dead and two others wounded. Rapper Scarface, best known as a member of Ghetto Boys, is running for a Houston City Council seat. Scarface, age 48, whose real name is Brad Jordan, announced his candidacy over the weekend. The Smithsonian Institute has named Lonnie Bunch III, the founding director of the National Museum of African American History and Culture, its 14th secretary. The new leader is the first black person to hold the position in the 173-year history of the world's largest museum and research complex. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while as we review trending news.
And now we have arrived at one of my favorite parts of the show where we bring on the know-it-all Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, to review trending news. So I'm just going to come off the bat and ask y'all, what in the heck is going on in the Dominican Republic? It seems like every other day I'm reading an article about somebody dying over there. I have no idea. And it's strange because the Dominican Republic has been one of the top vacation destinations for quite a while now. And then all of a sudden people get down there uh, and now they don't make it back home. There have been talks of, you know, the alcohol being poisoned, uh, folks just coming up missing and all kinds of craziness. I'm like, what? Mm. Yeah, if you have to go over there, don't eat or drink nothing. That's all I can tell you because, I mean, you don't really know where it's going. I mean, they really have a pinpoint. They say it's from the mini bar and tainted alcohol, but then they really don't know because someone else said it was pesticides, something they sprayed. Well, I mean, that many deaths kind of brings us beyond a coincidence because we're at a camp that we know of, of seven. And in fact, that seventh one, I think it's a lady out of New York. Her son lives here in East Tennessee, and there was an article about that. But this is all being over a short period of time. So, of course, it's concerning. And like Jay said, it's a popular destination for vacations, and we actually know a lot of people that go there. And so I'm like you, Pam. I would be, well, let me say this. I wouldn't be anything because I'm not going. I'm going to keep my happy tail right over here on this side of the water. But for those that choose to venture over there, we suggest you be very careful with what you eat or drink. You might want to pack you some peanuts and, and some bottled water. Right. We'll just go down there and fast the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So also in the Dominican Republic was a story that came out about David Ortiz, Red Sox baseball player. He was shot in the back along with a guy who was with him, and they said it was pretty much a hit on him. So he survived it. You know, he was in serious condition. He he did survive the attack. But what is going on with that? Have you all heard any details as to why a hit was put out on him or, I mean, I know they captured the guy, and it's a funny thing how they captured him. He tried to get on his motorcycle to escape, and the motorcycle fell over, and the people in the street jumped on him and held him and beat him up to the police got there. But I still am not sure that I know the details as to why they did it. Well, just uh, like I said, you go over there eating and drinking anything in the Dominican Republic, don't go mm-hmm. over there messing with a drug lord's wife either. Because they put a hit out on him, and the hit was from the police, some undercover cops. What you thought? Wait a minute. Let's rewind. Let me get let me get my flow chart together, like Jay. Now, so the hit was put on him because he was messing with a drug lord's wife. Yes, and And the the undercover police put the hit out on him. Yeah, the undercover police were the ones that were hired. Oh, ooh! Look, the husband put the hit out on him, but he hired them to kill him. And once he got shot, he didn't waste no time getting out of the, the Dominican Republic, because I seen them load him up in a in a plane hours after he got shot. He didn't want to stay there for them to finish the job. Well, I guess that was smart. 
So everybody just stay away from everything Dominican. <laughs> don't, even, don't even put that Dominican weave in your head. <laughs> Jay, what yeah. in the world is going on down there in Memphis with all this rioting and protesting and the death of Brandon Weber? Listen, there are so many unanswered questions about this whole situation. Okay. okay. So um, here's so what do we know? What do we think we know? Here's what we think we know. All right. All right. So Brandon Weber, I believe he was 20 years old, was recently killed by U.S. Marshals here in Memphis. According to reports, Brandon Weber ran his vehicle into the vehicle that the U.S. Marshals were driving. And, of mm -hmm. course, he got out, and he had a weapon, and the Marshals, being trained as they are, and seeing the weapon that Brandon Weber had, shot him. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. Because I want to make sure I keep up. Because I was confused, and like you said, there are a lot of unanswered questions. But what we think we know based on the media, is that he's 20 years old. He was confronted by U.S. Marshal, mm -hmm. and then he was confronted over an incident, what, in New Orleans? I think it was further down in Mississippi. So he answered a Facebook ad about buying a car, meets the guy to purchase mm -hmm. the car. Something goes down. He ends up shooting the guy five times and takes the car. Right. And so that's what led up to the U.S. Marshal looking for him. Right. Right. That, and so then that. you said that they found him, and he runs his car into that car. Yes. And He's out the car with a gun. Mm-hmm. Now, this happened uh, in his neighborhood here in Memphis, Frazier, and okay. uh, a couple of streets over from where he lives. And, of course, the people were upset that this young African-American man has lost his life. So they, yeah, they were, tore that city up, didn't they? Uh, their neighborhood. They tore the neighborhood They tore up, up their neighborhood. Yes. Their own neighborhood. They tore it up because uh, they were mad, right? They okay. Were, or they, hurt. They Let were, me say this. They were hurt. Yeah, they were hurt. They were upset. Uh, one mm -hmm. of the corner stores in the area was looted. Uh, there were rocks that were thrown at windows. Memphis Police Department had to be called in to attempt to defuse the situation. Uh, people were throwing rocks at the police cars and busting windows out the police cars and everything. News reporters who were merely there attempting to cover the events, at least two news reporters were knocked down and attacked. So it was just an entire mess, all because mm. this young man lost his life. Now, of course, the media, not the media, but social media has blown up with various theories and various images of Brandon Weber. One side is showing him as someone who smoked weed and had thousands of dollars in 20s carrying automatic weapons and sources say that there was even a brief eight-minute video that was posted on his Facebook Live before he came into Memphis and said that if the police catch him, they're just going to have to catch him pretty much what the video boiled down to, as if to say that he was invincible. 
Another side of social media is showing Brandon Weber as a model student who graduated from Central High School, attended the University of Memphis, and a young father with, from what we've been told, uh, three children. So you have the good boy Brandon Weber and the bad boy Brandon Weber. Others have even said that the marshals had the wrong person. Now, I don't know exactly how they could have had the wrong person in this case, but there are so many unanswered questions, a lot of information. As we said, as we were planning for today's show, we may never really know the answers to. But mm. also, Brandon's father, who reportedly is a member of the Gangster Disciples, is calling for the death of law enforcement officers leading to law enforcement being put on high alert in Mississippi and even in the Tennessee area. So there's a whole lot going on, to say the least. Oh, it is. That is a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. I'm not just Jay, though. I don't see how they have the wrong person when he distinctly was on Facebook Live Mm -hmm. while this went down saying how he, the police would never catch him and and what he going to do when he does come in contact with them. And I looked at the picture. I looked at the live. I looked at this picture in this cap and gown. And it's all the same was, person. It was all the same person. So I don't know what happened from him being the the honor student, going to the University of Memphis, um, being a great father, everything. I don't know what happened in between that time and what he did that day, but it was the same person. Okay. Now, Jay, I hadn't heard about his father's gang involvement, so clearly he had some influence from the wrong side of the law. That was one report that had that has most recently come out, said law enforcement has been placed on high alert and told to be very careful and very vigilant in uh, executing their daily duties to serve and to protect. Right. Okay. So I can understand the hurt and the pain that, communities feel when they lose one of their sons or daughters. I get that. And in this case, we are definitely not condoning his actions. I mean, I'll say it off the bat. I don't know what people expect to happen when you run into the U.S. Marshal's car and you get out with a gun. Of course, now we've had many cases that young men lost their lives over things that were very petty and frivolous. They were unarmed and all of that. And that is, in my opinion, worthy of protest. What I don't understand in either case, in either scenario, is why you would tear up your own area. Why would you tear up and loot your own community? If you are asking someone to be better, why don't you demonstrate that? Why would you attack the innocent news reporters? Like, what did they have to do with it? And then it appears that the police were just called in after this crowd of rioters assembled. So you're attacking them when they had been called in just to kind of restore some order to the scene. And like I said, I'm not discounting the hurt and the pain from a community. I, I get that. I just don't understand why you would tear up your own area, the place that you want to be better. I don't, I don't get it either. And, the Fraser community is one where, you know, people have stuck together. It's a community that has a lot of pride. 
from what I've seen and from the interactions that I've had with people who are from there and who represent that area, you know, they're, they're serious about the Bay is what they okay. call it down here. They're serious about that. Okay. You don't play with that. So okay. I, I'm like you. Why would you disrupt, destroy your community that you work hard to build and to maintain? Yeah, now let's keep in mind that when they did catch him, he was driving the person that he allegedly shot five times in Mississippi. He, he, he was in that car. So, all right. It's really hard for me to believe some of these conspiracy theories because we already are pretty sure it's the right person. Plus, the right. victim didn't die. He identified him. Let's also throw that in there. But he's in the man's car. He was in his car. Oh, it's not looking good. I want to bring up an incident at Boeing, a Boeing plant in North Charleston, South Carolina. A guy named Curtis Anthony has filed a lawsuit alleging that his colleagues used the N-word and urinated on his desk. A noose was even hung over his desk. He said the N-word was used on a daily basis, and he has suffered mental anguish and emotional distress due to the harassment. He reported the incident to management but claims nothing was done, and I hope he gets every cent he's seeking, and I hope he don't ever have to work again. See, look, listen, you wouldn't be peeing on my desk, and I wouldn't let you use the N-word around me too many times. You might have one good Mm. time. Yeah. And that that would have to be a slip-up. I'm like you, uh, Tanisha. He shouldn't have to work anywhere else ever again. And we all know that Boeing is known for paying big money to their employees, but no amount of money would have helped them that day that I found out they urinated on on my desk. And like Jay said, you know, the N-word, the accident once, but that's, that's it. But peeing on somebody's desk and you still stay and, and suffer through that, no. Yeah, and hung a noose on his desk. Right. Who? Who are these people? Where did they come from? I was flying all over the world. (laughs) Wherever I wanted to go, whenever I wanted to go, but not in one of them bones that keep crashing. Well, uh, let's move on to our next story. The mayor of Phoenix apologized to a family who reported that police drew guns on them after what was considered a shoplifting incident at a dollar store. The mayor describes the incident as completely inappropriate and clearly unprofessional. The police drew their guns on this family because, hold on to your seats, a little four-year-old, a little four-year-old girl took a 99 cent dial. So they said the children were terrified. The couple has filed a lawsuit and in my understanding, Jay-Z's organization has offered emotional support and legal assistance. The couple said that after they left the store, they pulled into an apartment complex to drop their daughter off at the babysitter. That's when an officer started banging on the window, yelling and threatening them. They said there had been no police lights or sirens to even let them know he was pulling them over and that the officer who got out pointing a gun at them didn't immediately identify himself. So I'm going to share a portion of the story as reported by CNN. This is what it said. In the 12-minute blurred-out video posted on the department's Facebook page, one officer can be seen handcuffed in Ames, 
first on the ground and then against a police car. The officer kicks him and can be heard yelling multiple times, when I tell you to do something, you effing do it. Another officer appears to be pulling a gun on the passenger side of the couple's vehicle before Harper exits the car, holding a small child with a second child by her side. Harper, that's a woman who was five months pregnant at the time, said she was terrified. Now, of course, the police have a different version of the events, which you can read through the link on my webpage. But the bottom line is, all this happened because a four-year-old girl took a 99-cent job. And the reason I'm not even sharing the portion that was shared by the police is because both the mayor and the police chief have sided with the family. So I'm going to take their version at value. Mm-hmm. Well, a four-year-old taking a 99-cent dog. Yeah. I'm speechless. I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah. Sometimes there are no words. And do you know how many times my kids, when they were younger, picked up stuff in the store? Sometimes I didn't realize it until we got home. Of course, we would go back. Mm-hmm. But this is the point. They used to eat the little, little, you know, they have the cookies and the donuts and the little stores that you buy. Right. They thought they were samples all the time. We'd go in there and nothing <laughs> away. And I'm thinking, okay, they're little, little kids, but... To go to that extreme for a 99-cent Barbie doll and the pedestrian bystander that called the police, they need their tail whipped, too, because they could have yeah. really seen people killed. Right, because right. it escalated way out of control. Well, this next story is along the same lines. A Maryland mother is rightly upset after her 10-year-old son with disabilities was questioned by the police at school after he was seen playing with toy money on the school bus. And the school didn't even call the mother to tell her what had happened. She said the money was purchased on Amazon, and it's clearly fake. And y'all have a picture of the money. It's pink with little dots on it and everything. So the mother explained that her little boy was passing the fake money to other children on the bus in his effort to socialize because he has a difficult time with that. And so... They also mentioned that it was not illegal for him to have the money. Uh, it wouldn't become a crime unless he was trying to spend it, which, of course, he wasn't. But let's just go back to they called the police on this little boy at school. He's 10 years old. See, I got a problem with that. And then they wonder why our kids fear the police, why our community fears the police. And although we know all cops aren't bad, it's still... It's hard to teach our kids, you know what I mean, about the police and what the right thing is and not to be afraid when stuff like this happens. Right. And you did say that the that the child is a special needs child, correct? That is correct. Okay. Well, that, that opens up a whole other layer of things uh, because, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tanisha, but I don't think I am, uh, when you are dealing with a special needs child on what could be considered perhaps a disciplinary matter, and we know that this clearly is not a, a matter of anything that will require any sort of discipline, there's a, right. there's a set of procedures that are in place before you wrap up the consequences, the punishments, the repercussions, if you will. So, again, you got, like you said, this child who already has uh, challenges, and, mm-hmm. you know, he was being social with his, uh, with his peers, 
And now, you know, you've got, like you said, a complete distrust of the police. The child is no doubt traumatized. So, right. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I would be just as upset if I were this child's parent. And I would be right. totally within my right to be. Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. Don't call. Don't don't call the police on my child before you call me. Right. See, don't call the police on them. Period. Right. And that's what you know. Means. Period. With a T. Yes. Period. With a T. That's when you know. Period. Well, look, it seems like they would have called the mother first to at least ask her. I mean, the boy is two years old. Right. And that school had to know that he had those disabilities. And, again, it's just insane. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Let's go back to it being no words. Cause I'm just going to move on and try to fit in a story from the Crazy Chronicles before we end our time today. So a Detroit woman in a wheelchair got upset and her wait for her food at McDonald's. This woman done fired a taser at an employee. Luckily, she wasn't injured because the I guess whatever comes out of the taser hit the wall behind her. But the police were called, and the woman said her food was taking too long and that the employer was rude to her. So that's what we're doing now. And she was at McDonald's. Yeah, in, in a wheelchair, carrying a taser. Anytime you go to McDonald's for anything, especially if you want it fresh, F-R-U-S-H, fresh, they're going to tell you to pull over. Who did I say right. Oh, okay. No pun intended, but she done pulled out a whole taser in the McDonald's. Yeah, right. Because her Big Mac wasn't ready. Yeah, you wait for everything at McDonald's. You can be like, uh, yeah, just give me uh, the bun with just tartar sauce on it. Can you pull up to, to the spot right there and we'll bring it out? Right. Right, right. And then she said the lady was rude. Again, you at McDonald's. You at McDonald's. That's not Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's right. not Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, uh, what would you like or how may I help you? Go ahead with your uh, What you want? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and furthermore, the woman ought to be glad that McDonald's had whatever it was that she ordered, that they were actually taking the time to cook it. That would be true. Ain't no, I, I, I ain't seen no ice cream machine working McDonald's since I was a little child. <laughs> <laughs> and they got the nerve to say that they have a dollar cone all summer. Well, you got to put an order in for them because I'm not going to be driving up every day trying to get a cone that's not working. Right. They said a, they said a cone. Not they didn't say that no ice cream being in it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's how they got us. Oh, my God. <laughs> they got us. That's why. <laughs> well, my friends. Uh, that's it for this bit. And as always, I can't wait to talk to the two of you next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. We discuss many topics on Talking With T. And if you would like to share your thoughts or opinions, call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. And your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www talkingwitht.com you can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on the website also remember to follow the show on facebook twitter and instagram 
Remember, you can listen to Talking with T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. And new shows continue to drop each and every Monday. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking with T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. A daughter needs the dad to be the standard against which she will judge all men. Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.